0: What's up, Nation? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast Sports Ethos Presentation. A more like here. Warriors route the Jazz 129-107, cruising to victory, five five games straight, and Warriors are very quickly looking like one of the hotter teams in the NBA. On a night where Steph Curry had 10 points in the first half to go uh, ballistic in the fourth quarter. Clay Thompson with a throwback game. uh, Team high 26 points on 11 of 19 shooting. Contributions up and down the roster. uh, Wiggins with 17. Kaminga with 14. Draymond with 12. 9 rebounds, 8 assists, and 23 minutes. Curry... Mentioned he had 10 in the first half. He finished with 25. GP2 with 11, who's now uh, a perfect 9-for-9 across two games since returning from injury. Pods with 10. uh, And Jackson Davis saw some minutes late in the third and into the fourth. He finished with with 11.
1: Um,
0: No surprise, Wiggins led the team in plus-minus with plus 31 in 28 minutes. Uh, Curry with plus 30 in 32 minutes. This was just a very well-rounded game up and down the Warriors roster um, against a good Utah Jazz team that had just come off of back-to-back home wins against the Bucks and the Thunder. But the Warriors, with the balanced attack, um, built a 10-point lead in the third quarter, saw it dwindle to 5 at one point, re-extended to 10, Second unit came in, held on tight, and um, Curry just went crazy in the fourth. So it was a very impressive win against a Utah Jazz team that they are sandwiched between in the standings with the Los Angeles Lakers. So this puts them a game and a half above Utah. Uh, Warriors will play Utah again on Thursday. So again, talked about this on the pod. Would be great to take both of these Utah games and just really um, create some distance and space in the standing solidifying them as the 10 seed warriors are now uh, creeping up on the lakers for uh, number nine and so you just see this team is firing at all cylinders so many different weapons so many different options you know one guy like curry might not have it going in the first half he was bombing away from three getting open looks they just weren't falling but clay thompson was on fire Uh, Wiggins was aggressive, Kaminga was aggressive, you know, Draymond got four fouls in that, um, no, sorry, Draymond got a quick three fouls um, in the first half and then picked up his four, so, you know, 23 minutes, he did not play that much, but when he was on the floor, man, again, like I said, nine rebounds, eight assists, 12 points, uh, two of four from three, Draymond hit a running three um, at the end of the quarter, which was just sensational. Uh, not, Uh Don't think I can ever remember in my mind Draymond hitting a shot like that to close out a quarter. And then GP2, what a difference. In two games back, like I said, hasn't missed a shot yet, causing so much um distru- disruption defensively. And he just looks like he's been playing with these guys all season long, just fitting in seamlessly in the offense, in transition, Getting easy buckets, but also not afraid to make the extra pass to his teammates. Just already knowing where they're going to be on the floor. He just fits so perfectly with this team. Such a complimentary piece. You don't need him to play big minutes. Uh, He has such an impact in just 15 minutes a night. So um, that's kind of another segue here that I wanted to get into is kind of the minutes distribution. Again, this was going to be a question mark. For the coaching staff. Uh, Steve Kerr actually was not at this game. Um, he was in Serbia among some other members of Warriors uh, front office for the um the memorial of um the Warriors coach who had just recently passed. Um it was a little bit, you know, I don't want to say triggering, but um coming back in Utah, which is where the Warriors were when, when um the incident happened. So uh, Kenny, at- Kenny Atkinson took over at head coach. He did he did well, obviously, with the uh, the big blowout victory. Um, but back to minutes and rotations. So, you know, this is going to be a question, and again, when, when Chris Paul returns even more so, how are the minutes going to be distributed, who's going to play, who's going to be effective with those minutes. Uh, so far it's been a non-issue. You're on a five-game win streak. But um, looking at this Utah game, you had – Wiggins and Kaminga basically play play 28 minutes. Draymond in foul trouble, he finished 23 and a half. Thompson played a shade under 30. Um, a lot of that had to do with Thompson leading the team in scoring. Curry played 32. That would lead, lead all Warriors. Uh, GP 2, 15. Pods, 25. Um, great game from Pods, I think, overall. He hit a couple threes, which was really nice to see. Um, but four turnovers, very uncharacteristic. A few unforced. Uh, Utah had a lot of ball pressure, and um, and Kessler, Walker, uh, Chris Dunn. These guys were just a menace for uh, for the Warriors. So just kind of felt like a night on a night where Clay Thompson's shot was falling, and Pods was turning it over. They leaned Clay. Um, that kind of seems to really be the um, the rotation there, clay or pods, they're not really both on the floor at the same time. Looney played 11. He continues to basically back up Draymond Green in limited stretches. Uh, Quinonez, 16. He's actually looked really good. Did not score 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. Um, two rebounds, two assists, a steal, but You know, he just brings a lot of energy and intensity. He gets the ball up the floor. He's willing to drive and kick um, a threat from the three-point line, although his shot wasn't falling. So I've been really impressed with LQ. I feel like he's been really productive in the minutes that he's been given and earning trust of the coaching staff. Um, I do feel like his 16 minutes will probably go all go to Chris Paul uh, when he returns. So that kind of gives us a ballpark idea maybe. Paul plays a few more and gets up to 20. Um, but with the way the Warriors are playing right now and, and the results, you can't really argue with them. So I don't think we'll see Chris Paul play more than uh, minutes in the low 20s, but that'll be something interesting to see. Saric, he played 11.5 minutes. Uh, he's just been having a hard time, man. Um, 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. Really feels like he needs to get Chris Paul back for him to get his mojo. Uh him and Chris Paul just have such good chemistry on the floor together. You love the effort. Um he had a really nice assist to Clay Thompson, I believe. Um so you like, you know, you know that they trust him, they like him out there, he's a floor spacer, but defensively he struggles um despite putting in effort there, and then offensively his shot just hasn't been falling. So um, you know, Looney and Saric... You know, they continue to really just fill in the gaps when Draymond's not on the floor. But it's clearly, you know, Draymond at center as much as the Warriors can give him, um, whether that's foul trouble or just managing his workload. Warriors have just been so phenomenal since Draymond Green's returned and um, started at the center position. Moses Moody, he played eight and a half. This was really a garbage time Um 0 for 8 from the field, but just really good effort from Moody. He had uh, five rebounds, um, plus 13 in those eight and a half minutes, despite not hitting a shot. So, you know, Moody, unfortunately, he's at the end of the rotation when everyone's healthy. Uh, will be interesting to see what happens in the offseason. Certainly doesn't feel like he deserves to necessarily play over Pods or GP2 or Clay Thompson, Wiggins, Kaminga right now. So, um just a tough spot for he, for him to be in when the team's at full strength. He definitely missed out when uh GP2 was, you know, was out and Wiggins missed a game and Thompson was struggling, Moody missed some time of his own. I felt felt like that was really that would have been his chance to get into the rotation, to earn some more minutes, to gain some more trust from the coaching staff. Unfortunately, you know, they went LQ, who is more playing more of the backup point guard role, which I don't know that Moody could do effectively at this time. Um, But still, you got to feel like there was a chance for Moody to maybe try and carve out some minutes, um, and that opportunity's gone for now. And then Trace Jackson Davis, also out of the rotation, but he got some run. Uh, in the second half, when Draymond was in foul trouble and the coaching staff, you know, for reasons I mentioned above, Ludi and Saric just have been ineffective at best um, in limited minutes. So they went to TJD and he did not disappoint. Four of four from the field, three of five from the line, um, just involved in all sorts of pick and rolls with Curry. Curry was just dicing up the defense uh, with 10 assists. That would lead the Warriors. Um, so great to see him get some minutes. It, it continues to feel like Jackson Davis's opportunities will be matchup-based. Uh, and this felt like the type of game where the Jazz were kind of slow on their rotations. And so Jackson Davis able to use his quickness um, to be able to get open looks at the rim and pick and rolls with Steph Curry. Warriors overall, 20 for 44 from three. A lot of three-pointers. 13 of 17 from the line. Did not get to the foul line that much. 13 turnovers. Warriors have surprisingly been taking care of the ball better as of late. Um, That's really encouraging. Um, Turnovers, defending without fouling. These have been the keys for, for victory for the Warriors. And despite the Jazz really getting off to an aggressive start, Getting to the line in the first quarter a lot Um, in a game where Curry didn't shoot a single free throw, Warriors ended up taking one more free throw than the Jazz. Uh, 13 of 17, the Jazz were 14 and 16. The Jazz only hit 11 threes. Uh, Warriors got eight more shot attempts, um, 100 to 92. Jazz turned it over 17 times, um, despite their Eight steals and seven blocks. Kessler-Walker was just all over the place, altering so many shots. He ended up with four blocks on the night. You know, you just got to feel like the Warriors are in such a great spot right now. I think this next game against the Clippers on Wednesday is going to be a... It's really going to be kind of this defining moment for this team. Uh, are the Warriors finally here? You know, do they do they belong to be entrenched in the discussion for, um, you know, a playoff run and, um, you know, sure, win or lose against the Clippers, there doesn't take away from this recent stretch of greatness that they're on, uh, winning five straight, but they need to play well, right? It needs to not be a letdown game. Um, even if you don't get the the result that you want, um, this needs to be a game That is consistent with what we've seen in the last seven or eight games Uh, playing at a high level at both ends, limited mistakes, contributions up and down the roster, uh, Curry kind of leading the way, but with a very strong supporting cast of three, four, five different players that can go off um, and contribute in double figures between Kaminga, Wiggins, Draymond, Thompson, Peyton, Pods, um, so many different guys can get it going. And you don't need one guy to be hot. Um, you got a lot of different options. And, and Warriors, you know, more, most importantly, take care of the ball and defend without fouling. You do those things, I think you sets up the Warriors for a, a very competitive game. And you take care of business against the Clippers and take care of Utah again. Find yourself, um, you know, multiple games over 500 going into the All-Star break? That would be crazy, especially if you could leapfrog the Lakers um, and jump up to the number nine spot. Uh, Warriors would be feeling on cloud nine, considering everything that they've gone through this season. It's totally within reach. Again, you just got to take it one game at a time. Clippers obviously have been one of the hottest teams in the West right now since um, since their kind of slow start to the season. They've just been on a tear. But the Warriors have played the Clippers a few times already and uh, have fared fairly well. So will be interesting to see, um, you know, Warriors healthy, Clippers healthy. So um, should be a showdown for sure and one that I'll be looking forward to as kind of the real test of, you know, how— How here are the Warriors? Uh, But certainly tonight against a Utah Jazz team that has been good um, on a night where it certainly could have been a phone it in kind of game where Curry didn't get off to a great start. The officials were not calling fouls that were there. Draymond getting into foul trouble. Uh, Kaminga getting kind of denied at the rim several times with the length of Kessler-Walker. Um, just the relentless attacking of the rim that Utah brought the entire night. This was a hard-fought game, and yet you look up at the final score and see that the Warriors, you know, a a very definitive victory, uh, 22 points. And, you know, it just felt like it was a lot closer than it really was because the Warriors had created this separation in the second half. Utah, you know, a run or two, and then Curry just took over late. So, very encouraging, very exciting for all my Warrior fans out there. We're finally seeing the benefits of the patience. Hopefully, you listen to me and you haven't been pulling out your hair that the Warriors didn't make any trades, because um, they're looking great. They're looking like a bona fide playoff team. Um, still, a lot of games left to be played in this season, but um, you gotta love where the Warriors are at right now, and they are really just. Firing on all cylinders at the perfect time. Um, that's all we got. Again, taking on the Clippers on Wednesday on the front end of a back to back with the Utah Jazz again on Thursday. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at Steve Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys.